I'm, it's like, it's nice to say, guys, like, it's okay to be checked. It's okay. It doesn't mean anything. I do it. I get checked all the time. There's times where I'll say something without even thinking and someone will say, Hey, I think you should consider that. And um, I think it's really healthy and there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm not perfect at all. I'm not perfect. I fuck up all the time. That was Casey Muldoon. And this is episode 28 of the soul of sensitivity podcast. I'm your host, Anna Holden. I'm a professional intuitive and energy healer. I help highly sensitive people dig into the shadows of their soul to access their gifts, reclaim their purpose, and get intimate with their ultimate truth. This is season two, and in it, we're exploring healers, specifically how they got here, how they do their healing magic, and the beliefs they have that guide them forward. We're also taking a peek at the specific practices they have in place to keep themselves healthy, Let's face it, being a badass in a sensitive body is no joke, and the healers I interview share their strategies for staying healthy while healing the world. This is the soul of sensitivity. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the show. Today, I'm having a conversation with Casey Muldoon. He's a student of mine in the School for Sacred Rebellion and fairly new to the healing world. And so this is a pretty fun conversation, particularly for those of you um, who are just kind of new to jump on this path and really fun for those of us who are a little bit more seasoned as well because of how much excitement um, Casey brings to his healing practice and to this healing work. And so I, I've, I really had a lot of fun with this conversation, and I'm excited to share it with you in just a minute. wanted to do a, a couple of check-ins. In personal news, um, I have spent the last week home with a sick toddler, which kind of eerily reminds me of that initial postpartum period where, you know, you're sleep deprived and trying to figure everything out, except that now you're not used to being sleep deprived. And I have a very um, opinionated little person um, needing lots of things from me. And so it's been a bit tricky. Um, My husband and I are both pretty sleep deprived. And, and while my son is on the mend, he had a pretty pretty nasty uh, respiratory infection that actually landed us in the ER last Sunday night. Um, We went to urgent care. They thought there was water in his lungs. They sent us to the ER. The ER was like, no, he's fine. (laughs) Gave gave us Tylenol and sent us home. So um, it was, there was a bit of a scare, but everything's okay. Um, It's just been a trying week um, for those of you uh, parents who you know, deal with a more chronic illness in your children. I, my heart really goes out to you. I feel like I got like the very, very tip of the iceberg taste of what that can be like, um, and how challenging that is on a system. So that's kind of the place that I'm, um, coming to you from today. My, my son is back at school today. We're trying to create a little bit more regularity, um, with his routine again, And hopefully we will all um, remain healthy for the week ahead because we have some exciting things coming up next week. But before we jump into that, um, I wanted to also share a place with all of you where I'm deeply uncomfortable. (laughs) 
And I think that this is important um, because we all go through periods of time where we're uncomfortable and particularly when we're learning and growing, that can be really uncomfortable. So I just wanted to share with you a place in my life right now where that's happening. So I had the absolute honor of being interviewed on a podcast called Going There with Jen. And this is a show that's done by the great Jen Vertinen. And if you haven't listened to that podcast, I would really, really recommend it. And not just because I'm on it, but because she has really deep, honest conversations with really amazing thought leaders. And I mean, it lives up to its name. The podcast is called Going There. And she interviewed me in May and, you know, we went there and I, the podcast came out. Um, so you'll be listening to, listening to this. The podcast will have been out for about a week. Um, and I listened to the episode and I got that like terrible feeling in my gut <laughs> of the deep discomfort of having some really vulnerable parts of myself out there. Some of the things we talked about were in the realm of social justice and whiteness and trying to do no harm as as spiritual white healers. And some of the thoughts that I shared in that podcast um, were me learning out loud. And when I listen back on it now, I'm like, oh, my thoughts have evolved since then. And I think because of some of my perfectionistic tendencies, uh, it, it, it makes me really uncomfortable to have those learning moments out in public. So I just wanted to take a moment on this platform to share with you. There's some things that I said on that podcast that I'm not proud of. Um, At the same time, it was where I was at and it was learning for me. So I invite you to go and listen to it and to kind of hear where I was at um, and know that my thoughts have shifted since then. And if Jen and I were to have that conversation again, there would be some things that I would say really differently. Um, And so if any of my words in that podcast caused any harm, I'm sorry. And I'm going to leave it at that. All right, so on to some current events. Um, Next Saturday, September 1st, is my free event, my free sacred pampering event. Those of you who are in Seattle should know that you can come and join us in Fremont at the Fremont Abbey Arts Center from 10 to 2 next Saturday. You don't need an appointment. You can come in, drop by, and get a free reading or a free healing or both. Um, and stay for snacks, and we're going to have information about the refuge and information about the school, and you can uh, meet myself and my co-teacher, Heidi Frank Palmer, and just learn all about what we're doing, and just come and hang out with, like, sensitive people who are into intuition, you know? So if that's your your jam, we would really like to see you. Um, And something that we've just added that we thought would be really fun is a raffle, and there's no dollars required for the raffle. You come, you add your email address to a list that gives you more information about the school, and you are entered into a drawing to win several prizes. Um, The prizes include things like a free month membership into the refuge, 
um, a tuition reduction for the school, a free reading from our students, and the grand prizes are free readings with Heidi and I. So we would just, you know, we just really want to see you and we want to um, give you our best. So I hope that you'll join us in person next Saturday. And if you haven't already, if you're not in Seattle, and you haven't yet signed up for a free online reading or healing, those spots are almost completely taken. I think there's a couple more in the afternoon. So if those are yours and you have been waiting to book them, I'm going to suggest you hop right on your computer and go to my website and book those at the Sacred Pampering event. I'll try to put the, or I'll make sure to put the link in the show notes. Um... I want to say thank you to my newest patron on Patreon, Lori. Thank you so much for your patronage. That means the world to me. I know Lori um, personally <clears throat> and absolutely love when um, someone that I know wants to support my work. So thank you so, so, so much. It means a, it means so much to me. Um, and I'm in a, I'm a little bit behind right now on Patreon because of this <laughs> last week of craziness, but I've got some, um, a video that Sarah Geis from last episode, I've got a video from her to post on there. That's for all of you patrons. So that should be coming up, um, actually before you, you hear this recording. I also want to let you know what we're doing in the refuge next month. September is a big month in the refuge for Sacred Rebellion. The refuge is my membership group and we do monthly discussion calls and and you have access to my co-creator and I through office hours and we do um, daily check-ins and have conversations in our private Facebook group. Um, but next month in September is when we're going to be going through our tools for spiritual sovereignty, for basic energy hygiene. And these tools used to be packaged in a course I called Sensitive Self-Defense. And so if you have heard about this course, Sensitive Self-Defense, it is being taught within the refuge this September. Um, so, you know, starting next Saturday, basically kind of launches, launches that. And so this is, if, if you've been on the fence about joining the refuge, this is a great month to join. We're going to be taking the tools one by one each week. Uh, well, not one by one, kind of two by two um, <clears throat> and teaching them in a one hour or 90 minute class each week. The classes are recorded. So if you can't make the time, the recording is there for your convenience and you can still participate um, in in discussions about the tools and check-ins and stuff like that. So if you have been wanting to learn tools for basic like energy hygiene, think of, think of it like you know, like brushing and flossing your teeth, but for your spirit, this is such, I mean, this is the course for that. And the thing that I have found about these tools is that they teach you to understand what you feel like. And that might sound like a small thing, but here's the deal. When you understand what your energy feels like, you also have the ability to understand when something is not yours. So a thing I hear a lot from highly sensitive people is particularly regarding emotions. Like, I don't know if that's my emotion or somebody else's emotion. And it can be really difficult to discern if something is yours or something is someone else's. 
Um, and that can be true for emotions. And it can also be true just for energy. Like, is this thought program mine? Or did this come in at some point and I've just been living it? And those things can be really difficult to discern if you don't know what you feel like. If you don't know what your vibration and just sitting truly in your clean vibration feels like. I kind of think of it, you know, back to the brushing the teeth analogy, like you don't know what a clean mouth feels like if you've never had it before, right? So now it's like, you know, like, oh gosh, I really got to brush my teeth. These tools will help give you that sensation where it's like, whoa, I really need to clean my aura. I know what that feels like. So anyway, this this membership group is there's no there's no like um, basic commitment. Like we would love you to join and and stick around for as long as you can, but there's no like minimum commitment. You don't have to join for three months. You don't have to. There's no strings attached to this. You can join for a month, get the tools, and get out of there if you want to. Um, of course, we would prefer that you don't do that, but this is up to you. This is about your journey and your spiritual path. So we really hope that you um, will join us. And speaking of joining us, um, my guest Casey today is going to be one of the healers at the event. So if you listen to the conversation with Casey today and you enjoy it, just know that he's going to be there on Saturday and you have the opportunity to receive a healing from him. Casey and I talk today about a lot of things. We talk about what it's like to be a highly sensitive man, what it's like to be an intuitive man, and that led us into a conversation about uh, patriarchy and sexism. And so we, it wasn't the conversation we expected to have, but it's the conversation that we ended up having. So I just invite you to, to kind of... To be there with us, you know this. These types of conversations, particularly with between two feminists, a female feminist and a male-identified feminist, are really important. Um, and I really love the um, just the curiosity and the um, rawness of this conversation. So just know that we're going to be diving into that kind of territory, and I think it's really important for this conversation around, you know being highly sensitive, whether man or, you know, male or female, because of how sensitivity um, is categorized and pitted against us in this uh, sexist culture. So let me introduce Casey. He is a highly sensitive, empathic, clairvoyant, intuitive man who considers himself a feminist. He'll be leading a Pacific Northwest men's circle on September 29th and welcomes all people who identify as men, especially men who are sensitive, intuitive, psychic, and emotionally intelligent, and anyone who hears men's circle and says, yeah, sign me up. In the coming weeks, he hopes to launch a channel called Full Spectrum Expression, where he'll be hosting conversations that are all about people discovering and experiencing the full spectrum of the human experience. So welcome, Casey, to the show. The thing that I find really most, like, really interesting about you and what I'm really curious about from you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, is, you know, you work in construction, you're developing your psychic tools. Yep. So can you... Can you tell me a little bit about um, kind of where, how you got to where you are um, and Ah. how you see, like, and then how you see creating this balance, like how those things work together? Okay. Well, how I got to where I am. Um, 
Well, I think throughout childhood, I had like little moments of like, like little, my little psychic moments, like here and there, like I'd be able to find something or know something that I couldn't explain. I was, I was always able to pass that off as, oh, that's just coincidence. Or I just got lucky. And then um, about a little over a year ago, I had a, I had this amazing experience where it was, it was a, um, it was a near death experience without the near death. And um, I had done um, uh, a plant medicine ceremony with ayahuasca. And um, I was just so clear during that ceremony and then afterwards that these are not um, things that I can just pass off. And um, I have like way more abilities than I thought I had before. And um, I was just clear that I have to follow this path. Mm hmm that sounds really powerful. <laughs> Sorry, I just got distracted there for a second. Um, yeah, and it was just really it was just clear at that uh, at that moment that this is something that I I have to uh, follow. And um, and like presently, you know, at that time, I you know I I've been doing construction and been a general contractor for several years, and my that's not how my life was set up. And so I'm I'm like discovering. To, you know, what do I want to do next, this next chapter of my life? Do I want to continue to include things like construction and like that, which I do uh, enjoy, part, you know, parts of, I really do enjoy parts of it. And, um, or do I want to like, you know, slowly let that go and have this new journey that I'm on completely take over. And I, I'm not on this journey, so I'm not sure what that looks like yet. I just have your, your tagline, like the soul contractor, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow, me, <clears throat> I, have, I have to say that the more I, um, <clears throat> the more I develop my intuitive and psychic stuff, like all those skills, like the more I, I have interesting jobs that come all, all across that, that don't, that didn't before, like, like, like the next day or two, I'm going to be remodeling a, uh, 12 year old girl's um, closet. That's what I'm doing for the next two or three days. And I get to like really be like in like, what would, and it's going to be a surprise for her. So I'm like working with her mom and, and I'm like, what would a 12 year old like girl who's, you know, five, eight. So she's like about my height and she's going to be growing more. Like, what would she want here? Mm -hmm. Like, what would this, so it's just, it's just fun to really use it. Um, what I'm learning, uh, at the, at the school um, and developing, like, how do I, how do I, how do I bring that into construction? And that's been mm -hmm. fun to, to bring in. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. So for the listeners, Casey is one of the students in my school for sacred rebellion. And um, I love where you're going with that because sometimes <clears throat> when we start developing our psychic schools, our psychic tools, rather, it's this thought that like, well, now we have to be a psychic. Right. And that's what I love that the school is actually about is like, no, these, I really feel like what I'm trying to do with the school is say, these are, I'm just in enhancing or helping you strengthen the natural gifts you already have. For sure. Right. And then you go and figure out, and I help you, but figure out how you want to use them in the world. And so mm -hmm. what it sounds like you're doing to me is like using your badass, you know, empathic gifts to figure out how to how to construct you know this wonderful gift for this 12 year old which yeah cool. yeah for sure and, and it's something i always did before i just i'm just i wasn't this conscious of it um right. I, and i'm doing more of it now 
and I'm yeah. able to like really own it that that's a, something I bring to the table when I work with someone versus, uh -huh. oh, just, you know, the thing I do, whatever that is, you know, I'm really able to be clear about it and I'm able to own that. Yeah. Um, which is really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's back up and talk a little bit about um, <clears throat> high sensitivity and, sure. and being a highly sensitive man. So I'm curious for you, when did you start to understand yourself as highly sensitive and how did that understanding, you know, shift the way you look back on things? <clears throat> okay. So I've always, um, <clears throat> excuse me. I've always, I've always considered myself uh, sensitive or, or more, yeah, just more sensitive, um, just like since, it, since I was a kid. I think most of my, um, like I have way more women friends than men friends, uh, just because uh, I just, I just find I have more, more in common with them when it comes to like sensitivity and that sort of thing. Um, and it's also shifting because I've, now that I'm like attracting more awesome, highly sensitive men in my life, it's it's like really great to have friendships with, with other highly sensitive guys. But um, I've, it's always been that way since I was a kid. Um, and again, I've just become more and more aware of it um, throughout my life. And then um, I think it was like around a, a year or two ago, especially when I started taking classes at, at your school, that I'm like, oh, this highly sensitive person like this is actually like a distinction like a distinct thing and what does that look like and reading more about it so it's just it's just it's evolved over time mm -hmm. but i've for sure been <clears throat> been aware that i am more sensitive than the average you know dude out there and um and just i've been more and more um just clear about that. And also this helped felt this felt le less um shame about it or less awkward about it mm -hmm. um over time. Like I, I'm like now I'm like I'm proud of it. I'm like cool, like I'm sensitive. And I I would never consider that like a, a slight against me or like if someone said, Oh, you're so sensitive, like I would never I would never be like like a I'd be like, Yeah, I am. Thank you. Yeah. Or, no, no matter how that they meant it, that's how I that's how I am about it now. But it, it, that was not always the way. That was not always that way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that particularly for a man, and I want to talk about some of the social you know, conditions that, that create this, that it takes a lot of self-assurance to be able to say, yeah, I am sensitive. And that is a really great strength that I have. I mean, that's, that's challenging. Like that, that, yeah. takes some, so that takes some inner work uh, yes. to get there. Yeah, I yeah, I think over the last decade, I I I did a lot, I've done a lot of work over that on that and other things about about myself over the last decade. So, um, I would say, yeah, like maybe like the last ten years, maybe the last twelve years, fifteen years, um, I've really been intentionally working on myself, um, doing a lot of personal development and and personal growth and all that and and. Um, it's definitely taken taken time and um but um it's so worth it the journey and and to be where i'm at now i'm so grateful for who i get to you know own about myself now but it, it took something to get there yeah so i just want to drop a little like drop some of the science that we know about high sensitivity which is that 
you know, high sensitivity affects 15 to 20% of the human population. And that's actually split, split evenly between men and women. Mm. But we don't think that it is because the, yeah. way, the way that sexism works, right? So when we think about sexism we, and, and kind of like the patriarchy, we, we often are, I mean, kind of rightfully, we're, we're taught about the ways that it disproportionately oppresses women and minorities. But what isn't talked about as much is how it negatively affects men also. Um, and one of the ways that I see that it does this is because there's this idea that women are naturally more emotional, which is not mm -hmm. necessarily true, right? But because patriarchy insists on this idea, women are more, they, they have more freedom in the emotional and psychological realms. So for example, it doesn't carry as much stigma for a woman to go to therapy, right? Because, because yep. in, in sexism says like women are emotional, they need to go and like work out their feelings or whatever. But, but, what, but what that um, allows us, I'm not saying that that's a good thing, but what I'm saying that that allows us is that women are more, more there's more access, um, more socially acceptable access for highly sensitive women to be like, oh, I'm highly sensitive. And what does this mean? And like, let me jump on my personal journey and like get a therapist and a healer and like start to understand myself and do this work. And, uh, and so that's one of the ways I think that then it's more difficult for men. And of course, I want to hear your take on this because you're actually a dude and I'm not. Um, <laughs> there's, there's that piece. Um, and then there's just the piece that like men express, like men emoting is um, not considered uh, favorable, favorable. You know, it's not, um, it's not how, it's not what masculinity is, I'm using quotes, like supposed to look like within right. our patriarchal structure. Right. Yeah. So I, I'm curious what you think about that. Well, <clears throat> I think what I, I agree with all that you said, and I think it is rightfully important to um, be focusing on like the sexism on women at this time, like even though mm -hmm. like putting aside the impact on like on men, uh, I think it's really important actually that like it's just I'm so behind like the Me Too movement and, and that and it's all about self-awareness. It's not like one group has to, um, but also doesn't mean that like we have to focus on the sexism, sexism of women and not be also dismantling this sexism or, and I wouldn't, I'm only using that word because you said it, um, but I'm going to try it on the idea that there's sexism against men. But um, I think it's just like unhealthy expectations or, um, or pressures. Right, so, yeah. So, I, yeah. So what I want to clarify is that there's not sexism against men is that, sexism the way that it works so sexism is oppresses one group over the other but it affects yeah. men it still affects men because sure. of the way we we um characterize things and so i totally agree with you and that yes yeah. we should be focusing on women and i think where what i said actually comes into play is there's a lot of women saying like okay guys you need to be more self-aware and yes. then guys run up against, well, it's not masculine. It's not who I've taught I should be. It's not. And so that's where I think this comes into play. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of, a lot of the reasons why, why men, um, you know, treat women 
uh, just the sexist way that the men have treated women is because we're not aware. It's because this, this thing, this, this, um, this expectation of men that we shouldn't be emotional this is like a very generalization, but we shouldn't be emotional uh, for sure. Shouldn't be like psychic or something like that. Like, you know, going to therapy, um, mental health, uh, like all those things, like we just, we shouldn't have those or we should have a lesser issue with them or a lesser amount than women. Like there's always like, well, sure. Okay. You might get depressed, but like not as bad as women. Like that might be a, that might be a, a, a common uh, thing or might, we should be able to get through it quicker or some weird thing like that mm-hmm. is like a lot. It shows up in a lot of different um, odd ways like that. And I think it's just, part of the um part of what men are now having an opportunity to ha- to experience is that okay we can now become more self-aware more aware of others more considerate of others uh and and develop some of our intuitive skills so that we can you know, have this world be like really be like equal for everybody and to have like the a world that's really considered of, of women. And it's up to now, you know, now, and, and it's a it's generalization, but it hasn't been. And, um, and that's just clear, but it's just, uh, I think it's just because men have just not focused on developing um, these more sensitive skills like intuition or consideration or, or awareness. And, um, and so, for the men that have been doing that work for a while, it's a lot easier for us to be in this conversation of, of me too and sexism and misogyny. It's like, we're like, yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. And other men who haven't already been on this journey and haven't already been developing those skills. It's, it's so much harder and they're so resistant to it. Like they're so resistant to it. It's funny. I hear men say, I hear people say, and they're like almost always men. I've actually not heard a woman say this before, but I heard hear men always say it that wow, this the pendulum. Okay, yeah, the pendulum was way too far against women. You know, like sexism and misogyny, like for sure, is terrible. But um, wow, it's just swung the like too far in the other other direction. Like people are too sensitive, or it's it's. Uh, I still hear that today. I've heard that like in the past month. I've heard that several times, and it's always men. It's men that say that. Yeah. And so it's not like there's nothing. It's I, I mean I don't know. I mean who knows? It's like that that'll look. We'll look back ten years or twenty years and say, oh yeah, it was, or or it wasn't, or who cares? Um, oh, yeah. Well, but, yeah. I mean I I hear you. I'd say it's not. I I would say you know, and it's really <clears> interesting <throat> what you're saying about. Um, and I love this that it's like you know men haven't done that work, and I think I I would identify two key reasons. One is that they're not encouraged to do it, yep. you know, because of the conditions and two women are doing it. So why do they need to do it? Oh right? my gosh. That's so, you're so right on right there. Yeah. It's I like, know. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I only say, I know because it's like when, you know, when I hear that about like the pendulum has swung, it's like, it, 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 it hasn't, you know, and it make it kind of makes my forehead um, bulge a little bit. Um, and so we, we still, we, we need more men to do this work so that we can see, like ha- actually have kind of an accurate 
representation and an accurate um, perception of what's happening. I think that the place where we're at is really, really uncomfortable for men who haven't done this work. Yes. Really, really, really uncomfortable because yep. it's not a work that they were in any of the stories of our culture. If you think about any of the fairy tales, anything, never were they taught that, that this was work that they should be doing. Right. Exactly. So like exactly. That's, you know, we, you know, as little girls, we've been taught like, okay, we can be like CEOs now and we can like do this and we can do that. Like, never mind that we won't get paid as much, but like we can do it. Yep. Um, and like that, those stories haven't shifted yet for men. So you're right. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting, but I want to, um, I, I think that we've set a pretty good, um, a pretty good foundation for why, some of our societal and cultural conditioning makes it more challenging to be a sensitive man. Although I think um, something that you identified here, Casey, is that there's a, a really large um, open door, you know, to be doing this work now um, as a man. There's a lot of there's a lot of um, conditions actually supporting it um, as tides are shifting. Yeah, and I, I think. I think that the interesting thing that I've just come to, it's just part of like, that came about um, in preparing for this, uh, this conversation today was that, is that, well, <clears throat> for men that have already been doing this work, it's kind of like, cool, great, more people doing this work, and this is important, and it's like, yay, awesome, thumbs up, let's keep doing it. Mm -hmm. And for the men who haven't been doing the work, it's, I, I really, I was talking to um, an older man uh, that I know, a month ago and um he was like really resistant to uh like this work that's now being expected of him and <clears throat> what, I, what i found was interesting about it is that it he didn't have it like what's in it for him or or what's in it for society it was just like i just have to this thing i had not have to do he's just kind of like annoyed by it and i could totally i could totally get that with i mean at first it's like upsetting and then it's like well all right that's just the condition or the or the way some men are looking at this and so i've been thinking about well what what is in it for men like for the men that are resistant like what's in it for them and it's it's that's even a weird thing that i even have to like say but that's yeah. well, like because mm -hmm. it, it, it's just so clear for me but um or it's like what's in it for people but i think i you know i think there is there is some responsibility for men to do their own work and that i don't like men should not have to be handheld or like convinced or any of this type of stuff so like i definitely want to say that however i'm interested in men shifting that have been resistant to it and i really want them to get that like there's something in it for them there's something in it for the whole world around us and um there's this you know like how this conversation first started where this there haven't been um there haven't been conversations about like the benefit like the what the way that there's been benefits to women to to um to be uh i don't know like hey work you know like the ability to be a hey i want to be a ceo or you know the, the first woman president which will happen at some point hopefully soon mm -hmm. you know things like that but there's like what's the opportunity for for men to um to develop their um i don't know consideration awareness and int intuition and so i i just been i'm i've been in the inquiry about that and um and i definitely want to be 
supporting men who who are open to that and and want to and want to develop it so they can use those skills because they'll they'll not just be doing it just so that women are treated better but they'll you know once you have a skill it's, you can use it in every area of your life and i would love to see men take on developing their intuition so they could be better at work they could be better with the women in their life they could be better at um with their children with their partner with you know everything mm-hmm. so well, that's I'm, yeah well yeah let me um I, I really love what you're saying that, that you've been following that inquiry. And one of the, the issues that I see is, again, this, this story that we've taught, and particularly this um, American story about individualism. And individualism mm. is all about who holds the power, right? And so whether or not we, our whole culture is set up around who has power. Patriarchy yes. set up around who has power. Capitalism is set up around who has power, who's the expert. But humans um, are not wired that way. We're not wired to actually play king of the hill and be healthy because it's very lonely if you're the only one at the top of the hill. Yeah. Really interesting podcast episode that I've been listening to, and I'm going to drop it in the show notes. It's on the Ezra Klein show, and um, it's an episode about... Um, how society is making us depressed and anxious. And Mm. I think it's really pertinent to this conversation um, and particularly what we were just talking about, about what's in it for men, because it's not so much this, like the idea around feminism is not to make women the rulers of the world. And I think that's what gets stuck in, um, in, in the minds of, of some, of some people when they, when they hear about hear feminism the, the idea behind feminism is to, is to level the playing field, is yep. to, is to and, and, and actually I would say it's deeper than that. It's not just about equality, it's about creating a culture that's more interconnected, like actually interconnected and interdependent, not independent, interdependent. I love that. Right. And so when I think about what's in it for men, it's, it's almost like that's a difficult question to answer because I think what we're actually trying to do is dismantle the structures that keep one group in power, period. Mm -hmm. And when you've been that group in power, it can be difficult to, to even envision what would it even look like to be in power and why is that a, to not be in power and why is that a good idea? Yeah. <laughs> right. <clears throat> um, so anyway, that, that's, that's that. Um, so, so I would argue it's something like that. It's about like, wow, we really need to change all these stories. Um, yes. Yeah. But I want to talk about the thing that you mentioned at the end there, you were saying, I, you know, this is part of the reason that you're really encouraging men to develop their intuition. And I really believe that intuition is like, um, it's like you, you took empathy and you did like squats, you know, it's like you strengthened your empathy, right? So Mm. it became intuition. And I don't think there's, there's many people in the world that would disagree. um, If I said the world needs more empathy and particularly we need more, you know, more people and more men to have empathy. And so I so agree with you in this calling that you have about um, making it okay, creating more permission um, for men to have access to their natural 
inborn empathy. Yeah, and and it's something that all people have. Is this not developed? in men it's just it's there and and some men are like intuitive or highly you know highly intuitive like i am and and it's a spectrum but it's just not developed it's just um it's like a muscle that you just never you just never had to it was never expected it was never encouraged and and it you know people don't like change i don't like change especially when it's uh it's expected of me rather than something i want to do and i like go out of my way to do it so i'm i'm okay with men being a little annoyed and and frustrated it's like it's part of it's part of um taking on a new thing and having a new a paradigm that works for people so i'm okay with people's reaction to guys re, men's reaction to that mm-hmm. um I'm like, it's like, when I hear that, I'm like, good. Okay. That's like, like, not like good, like F you. It's like, good. Like, it's good. Like, good. You're, you're being challenged and you're seeing you're, you're dealing with what's in the way of you, like really taking this and running with it. Mm-hmm. So, um, but we, you know, there's not like a, um, there's not like there's been, there's not like there's a intuitive, uh, int- intuition development for men of course out there. There's, there's not like that out there and like, oh, guys, we just have to just go to this class and, and then uh, we'll have this in 12 weeks. It doesn't, there's, there's not like there's an infrastructure mm-hmm. to support men. Now, in a way, of course there is because women develop their intuition throughout their lives. And, but there's like not a, uh, there's not an already available guy version um available that like is easy for guys to see and see, see it as an opportunity and and then um and take advantage of it so well right plus, yeah well and yeah and i mean I, th- I think that most intuitive development programs mine included mine included start from the premise that um you already want to be doing this work you already see the importance of doing this oh. work Right. And so to be really geared toward like, I'm going to call them like men with a capital M who, and, and, and when I say that, I mean men who are still more so running off of the cultural social programming about what masculinity means, which it's just the sea that we're swimming in. So it would be, it's perfectly natural if that's what you're running off of, Um, but like something that's actually um, marketed and geared towards starting there. I don't know that there is that, you know? No, no. I, I, I want to create that. That's, that's the work I want to be doing. So, um, yeah. And so it's, it's interesting to, to, to talk to men. And I, I still haven't figured this out. Like I'm, I've been thinking about this for a while. And the men that are already on the journey, it's quite easy to say, hey, you're, you're already interested in this. Like I'm going to be offering a men's circle, um, leading a men's circle in, in late September and the men that are already highly sensitive they're like oh my gosh yes I'll be there like uh, yes it's easy but how do we how do I how do I reach the men that are like that haven't already been developing this and it's and they haven't yet wanted it for them for themselves so and I don't know what that looks like but there's there's plenty of men that do not have any development other than like some very basic stuff and they want it men want this and they want it um because honestly we need it the highly sensitive men we need it and we it's like part of the reason i came to your school in the first place is because I, I felt like i was drowning out of like or like i don't know like thirsty like i was like you know like I, like i needed like this 
drink called intuition and and the stuff that I was just like in desperate need of. So there's a lot of men out there that are like that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I just love that you're asking this question because I'm like, wow, Casey, you are chewing on a question that women have been chewing on for hundreds of years. Yeah, and, yeah. And it's like, it's so, it's very refreshing to see um, to see men be chewing on it. And I listened to another podcast um, and she, um, on the podcast, she interviewed um, one of the founders of, let's see, it's not the Good Men Project. It's something different and I'm not going to remember. So I'm going to put it in the show notes. But it <laughs> is, <laughs> I'll find it. But, it. but it is basically about, um, it, it, that is one of the, the places that is geared towards men who, um, basically have to start doing the work. So whether they're up against a wall, they're not, you know, connecting well with others, their um, jobs are at risk, their marriages are at risk, things aren't yep. working anymore. Those yep. groups I've seen um, have been really targeted at, um, uh, at men. And so, you know, as you kind of work on this quest of like, how do I um, work with those men? that might be a, a good avenue. And, you know, the other thing that I come to is like, well, like with anything, like you said, I was really thirsty. And so it was so nice to find your school, right? If the, if, if the people that you're trying to attract aren't thirsty. Yes. Right. Um, I just made a face forever. The listeners, I realized no one could see me. I just was like, you know, <laughs> Right. Um, but I love, so in, in, so something that you said um, in this email to me is that you said you have a big calling to help people in corporate America, give them the freedom and direction to identify psychic powers, intuitive powers, and help them develop and use it in everyday life. Like, everyday. yes, yes. Let's yes. talk more about this. Like, let's talk <clears throat> more about how we do this in everyday life. Because, like, obviously, this is my jam, and I want to hear it from you. Yes. Yeah, so, I I think that the, the access to reaching men, and I, don't, I haven't, like, seen this, like, to be able to prove it. So, but it's just a sense I have. Like, this, that's my intuitive sense, is that this is the way to reach a lot of men. They have, up to this, this point, been like, okay, I'll do this work because I have to versus because they've been like thirsty for it and i think it's because in, in the workplace if we're able to if we're able to de demonstrate and show how people can use their intuition their self-awareness psychic whatever tools skills um talents in the workplace and it makes a difference for the bottom line then it shifts the conversation to oh wow this i can see how this makes a difference in like in a like a physical result in the world and and then they become interested in because intuition is not like a result driven thing you just get like i might honestly i might be in the grocery store seeing some fruit and like oh that's calling to me i should have that like my body's gonna appreciate that that's you don't i didn't go to the grocery store to to to, to do that to get that specific result but that's what happens when you're in tune with stuff so but I think getting, having the, you know, and that's like for a lot of guys that they'd be like, oh, huh, what? That's weird. They, I get the, I would get the look. I get that look from guys, from men <laughs> yeah. and women and some women too. Uh, and that's fine. I'm really okay with that. But um, I think the way to reach men, I, I, I sense is that uh, 
I suspect is that through through corporate America, have it make a difference for the bottom line, and then they'll then be interested in all these other places and ways it shows up in our lives. That's that's what I'm thinking. You know, and I don't think you're very far off because, um, you know, I, I think it's not, you know, for for high-powered CEOs um, who are making big business deals, I mean, you hear oh, all yeah. the time, like, I check my gut, you know, I trust my gut, yes. like, I trust that hit, you know, and yep. it's like, I think that the people who are, you know, a lot of the people who are making really good business deals are in tune with that um sixth sense, if you want to call it, you know, that like deep sense of knowing, right? Their claircognizance, their clairvoyance, whatever it is. I think that the, the, I think that could be the inroad. I think the challenge with that is like, okay, well then, then how do you um, make that an inroad so that that empathy and intuition is developed for connecting rather than just power? Oh, good point. That's a great point. That's a great point. Because people, it can, it can, I do think though that if it's just for power, it really won't be effective. Like it, the mm. people, people will reach a certain, do you disagree? I do disagree. Oh, okay, great. Oh my gosh, this is so great. Okay, great. So my, so I was thinking like, well, if it will, people will hit like a ceiling because it's like, if it's just for power, then, I, then, you know, look at Donald but, but Trump. yeah, you're Okay. You know, so oh. that, yeah, so that, I mean, that's what's kind of, so that's, interesting. that's what I find interesting is, um, so a lot of people are like, I think rightfully so nervous about seeing psychics. Yes. Because when you work on developing your intuition, unless you are working in a really thorough program that is helping you understand and see all of you, it can be really easy to allow your intuition to serve your ego. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Right? Yeah, yeah. Somebody somebody can be born with like, um, like whopper of um, intuition and empathy. And if they learn that it's not safe or whatever to use that for connection, um, but that it's expected of them to be really powerful, then why wouldn't they use their intuition to yeah. increase their power? Yeah, you're right. Okay. Right? Yeah. yeah. And I'm not trying, you know, I, I think that, I still think that your idea is great. Oh, it's, I still it's, think it, that it's the inroad. I, I yeah. think it's a great inroad. No, and it's then, just something to be aware of though. It's just something to be aware of that like, yeah. how, how do we develop? It's, it's just, it's like a puzzle. It's like a puzzle that the world is putting together and, and, um, and, and honestly a lot more men. And, you know, I've been doing some pers- lot of personal development inner work for years, but that it wasn't until the, the Me Too movement really said no, f, like this effing has to effing stop now. That I have been more intentional about it. Like not that I was not doing anything about that, but it's been, I've been more intentional. Mm-hmm. So it's like a, a lot more men are coming to the table, and I and I do acknowledge that women have been working on this for like ever, and a lot more men are are in, are in, interested in in how to shift this now and. I, I am one of the first to say it was not as much of a priority in my life until, you know, the last year or two. So um, I think that though it's, it's like, it's just, okay, how do we, how do we just create it? How do we discover that? And it's, and it'll be interesting. And I think you're right though, that it's important to make sure that as we're encouraging men 
especially because we haven't had like this hasn't been part of our um, societal uh, hasn't been available to men widely and it hasn't been expected of men to develop this that it, it's done in a way that's that's holistic that is considerate of the um, the negative or um, I don't know just like unhealthy sides of developing your intuition if it was just like you know done for for personal gain only so I think Gosh, it's so great you brought that up and that we're talking about that because I hadn't really thought about that. That I just kind of assumed that like, well, people would develop their intuition and empathy, and they naturally would be more considerate of others. And and um, I think it's important to realize that that's that might not be the case if if we're if we're not intentional about it. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, something that I've come to um, understand more and more is. Um, the concept of, of like, it's a concept in feminism about intersectionality, but it's, a, so it's intersectionality is, is kind of the concept of understanding how all of our different identities and the stories behind those identities intersect. Mm. So, so for me, um, as uh, I'm a intuitive and I'm a woman and I'm a mother and I'm on all these things and I'm also white so the thing that I understand about my whiteness and how it intersects with all my other identities is that it gives me blind spots that uh, yeah. women yes. of color and um, indigenous women don't have. They don't have those blind spots. And so I listen <laughs> when women of color and uh, biracial and indigenous women speak because they have a perspective that I don't have because my entitlement blinds me. Um, and so I think that I think that the reason we don't have a solution yet, Casey, is that this is really nuanced, you know, and yes. the, those of us who have had the power for so long are trying to create the solutions when we have the most blind spots. Yeah, you, <laughs> you know? yeah, you're right. I think actually, when I'm really getting out of this conversation, this is so great. I love this conversation is that is that um you know, even as I, a man as well, I'm a white man, and uh, and there I have a lot of a lot of um of some more blind spots than you, you know, and and uh, and people of color and and all all that. So, I think that I think as men, one of the things I'm just like getting for myself is that as I'm now taking this on um, myself, is that hey, just. Be, I'm late to the party here and people have been having this conversation for quite a while. And I just thought that like never talk to uh, people that can see things that I don't. Mm -hmm. But um, I think it's really important that as, as I um, am on my journey to make a difference for this conversation that I continue to, you know, work with people that can see things that I don't so that, you know, cause I don't have to do it on my own. That's the cool thing about, this this whole being developing your intuition, empathy, and everything else. It's like we could do this as a community. This isn't like a Casey has to go figure it out on his own and then come back with the answer. And I'm like the, an oracle or something. It's like no, we'll, we'll, we're going to work this out together. You know, but isn't that so interesting? Like this is what I find so interesting about this whole thing and this conversation in particular is this 
individual story. Like it's yeah. programmed into us. So it even is, when it it's is. Like it's like, we're doing right. It's like, now I have to do it. And it's like, actually, no, I need to no. get out of the way of the yeah. people who are doing, you know, who actually oh my have gosh. more information than me or lift those voices up. I mean, the thing that's really interesting yes. about privilege is that it gives me the power to lift a voice up that might have gotten stuck behind mine. For sure. Because more people will, you know, there's the potential for more people to listen to me because I'm a, a white woman. There'd be the potential, I'm not saying it will happen, but for more people to listen to you because you're a man, a white man. Yep. Right. And so the, the power in that is that when we are aware, we have the ability to lift uh, up others. Exactly. Which is, which is good and challenges that story right? Like challenges that story that we've been taught that we're independent and we can be anything we want to be. And like, yeah, you know, do it, do it on our own. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating and nuanced. It is. Yeah. It is. And what I love, and this is the thing that I, I, um, you know, for the men that are, if, if men have already been on this journey, like you're, you already get it. And if you're just beginning this journey, it's like, I have to give myself permission and we can swear on your podcast, right? Yes, we can swear. Please, yes. swear away. We could, we could, it's okay to fuck up. I can't tell you as much as I'm a self-aware and everything. There's several times like uh, just over like the probably past month or two that other people said, oh, you know what you just said there? Oh, actually three or four days ago, I was at a party and I'm, I'm dating and I'm, I do date, you know, I'm just dating and that's where I think I'm single. I'm dating. And I mentioned, oh, I went out with this girl last weekend and I, I mentioned that. And then this a woman I was talking to, I, I had never met before. She's like, um, is she a girl? Like she's under 18 or is she a woman? Like she's like, I'm like, oh, she's like 38. Yeah, she's like a woman. Like, okay, well, why don't you call her a woman then and not call her a girl? I'm like, oh. So I, and that's uncomfortable. Yeah. That's I uncomfortable in those moments. But I, here's the thing, I'm welcoming it. So it's not that uncomfortable, but it's yeah. still, I have to say that, that, um, and I really want to impress this upon men. And this is the conversation also I need to, is that because I'm a person of privilege, people like, you know, see a, a white guy talking about this or hear a white guy talking about this. It might, they might be more open to it than it sucks, but that is part of what it looks like to have privilege and how do you use it is that, it's like, it's nice to say, guys, like, it's okay to be checked. It's okay. It doesn't mean anything. I do it. I get checked all the time. There's times where I'll say something without even thinking. And someone will say, hey, I think you should consider that. And um, I think it's really healthy. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm not perfect at all. I'm not perfect. I fuck up all the time. Mm -hmm. Oh, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, excuse me. I'm gonna cough here for a second. Yep. I know I fuck up all the time too. Um, something that has helped me is to remember that I'm still a beginner in these yes. justice conversations. So I yes. could have said some things today that like there's some someone going like, whoa, hold up, Anna, you really need to be checked. And I really welcome yes. <laughs> I really welcome those comments because I really want to create a more interdependent world. I really, really want that. And so if yes. I have to lay down um, some of my, you know, some of the privilege that I'm afforded, or if I have to lay down my comfort, 
Yes. Right, because that's really what we're up against is white people being uncomfortable. Yes, that's so, really what it is. Yeah. You know, so if I have to yeah. lay down some of my comfort so that somebody has, you know, equal um, consideration as I do, then okay, bring it on. I can do that because I do this work. Yes. Right. And if I didn't have this work, whoo, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> yeah. It's really hard. <laughs> it does. It, it makes it a lot easier to be in those interactions and that, um, actually this, this comes back to like how I, why I even wanted to get like take classes at the school and develop my psychic skills. Like there are talents I have and then developing in the skills is that I can be in a conversation where it can be uncomfortable and I can have these tools to navigate those conversations or later on I can I can use the, the tools and skills that I develop uh, through the school so I can I can um, I don't like this be like have energetic hygiene with it where I can yeah. I can I can be in really difficult conversations and then and in, in the moment it makes a difference but also later on it, it just makes a difference for me to to process that or to um, to deal with how that went and it makes me more comfortable to be to be uncomfortable because I know I have these to fall back on and um, it makes a difference absolutely I mean I think that so I mean really what I see the tools doing is they help you understand what your energy feels like so that when you get thrown into a situation where you're uncomfortable you actually have the ability to look at the energy and say oh I'm uncomfortable because I've been operating off of a program that told me what was appropriate and what wasn't. And I'm now recognizing that that program is not at the vibration of my highest and best truth. Yes. And so that process of, of, of readjusting, of coming back into myself might feel a little bit uncomfortable as we remove things that have been really deeply embedded. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. So it's like you, you get to, in you know, with these tools, it's like you get to understand what it feels like to be you, which means that you start to understand when ideas or comments or criticisms um, or long held beliefs are actually not your truth. They're not actually in line with your values. They've just been invisible until that person handed you the, you know, discomfort that made you go, Oh, thank you. I have, I have space to grow. Mm. <laughs> you know, that's what I, that's how I try to see it. It's like, Oh, thank you. You just showed me where I need to grow. Exactly. Um, and I have the tools to do that and to manage my discomfort. Yes. Yes. It, this makes it, it is, has, it just gets through that, that through those, um, those uncomfortable and all those challenging moments a lot with, with more ease and grace I, I found. So yeah. I, I love how you describe that. Yeah. Well, and, and just so all the listeners know, Casey is a fantastic energy healer um, and a fantastic clairvoyant as well. Oh, thank and, you. Yeah. And I just want to let listeners know that you're going to be at our free sacred pampering event giving. Oh yeah. Games. Yeah. Yes, and, I will. Yeah. Giving <laughs> and talking to the public. And I just, I want people to know that so that if you resonate with what Casey is saying, you can come and meet him Yeah. Uh, in Seattle. Yes. It's going to be really fun. And then, so tell us about the men's group that you're starting in September. Yeah. Um, I forget the exact date. I think it's September. I think you said 29th, uh, something like that. Yeah, it's this last Saturday in um, 
Yes, yeah, the 29th. So there's there's a worldwide women's and men's um, circle. Um, it's like an organization that, that has women's circles and men's circles on every quarter, so four times throughout the year. And um, a friend of mine, uh, Katie, she's been like for months, she's like, Casey, you should, you know, you really could lead a men's circle and you'd be great at that. And I'm like, okay, sounds good. Yeah, so I'll do that sometime. And then um, the next one that like is the worldwide one is is, is the September 27th there. And um, so I'm like, yeah, we're doing it. And uh, and it's, I've already have other men that have been wanting to do something like this. So I'm like, all right. All right, guys, we're doing this. So um, it's exciting. I don't, I don't know where it's going to be or when yet. Uh, I'm working out details. Um, there's a lot of men that are like clamoring for this, so they, they, they love this idea. But it's, it's. A, I'm just so excited. I've been, I've done a men's retreat before, and I've been in conversations with just men, um, and that's different. That's different than having it be men and women. But I specifically want men that are sensitive or developing their sensitivity or their intuition or you don't have to have psychic skills it's not like a psychics only or anything like that but if you just if you're a man who wants to be around other men that are sensitive that are that are considerate that are um any of that then it's just a really a unique opportunity i've never been in a room with just men that have those like those uh that those sensitivities it's like I, I can't wait it's gonna be really exciting and um i've never done that before and most men that are are sensitive haven't had that experience either most men haven't it's a it's a rare thing for us so i'm really excited to lead that and have that available for for men i love that you're doing this so does it is it a one-time event is it going to be ongoing how do it, so if people happen to miss it this time can they join yes yeah, so um, it will be done at least every quarter. I think at this event on the 27th, September 27th, we'll be talking to the men and say, look, do we want this to be a monthly thing? Do we want to do it just every quarter? Mm-hmm. And I'll just, I'll just like have it be something that we will choose to do together. And if only like half the people want to do it every month, but we all want to get together every quarter, that's fine. Um, I'm happy to, I would be happy to lead it or you know alternate leading it like other men can lead um other times but it's either gonna be every month or every quarter and it'll be in line with the worldwide um women's and men's circles that go on and and um uh if i don't know how people could they can look me up uh and they could message me and find out if they can't make the one in september i'll let them know when the one is after that and um they can just like that's probably the easiest way for people if you don't know me if you're not already a friend then like Facebook or something like that, then message me through a Facebook messenger and find me that way. And, and I'll respond to you. That's a good way of reaching me. Okay, great. So I'll put your um, Facebook information in the show notes. So if people are interested, they can find you. Great. All right. So Casey, I'd love you to impart your, your final words for us. What would you want? What do you want all of our highly sensitive, empathic, intuitive listeners to know? Um, you're not alone, and um, and uh, there's there's so many um, like men want this. Men want this conversation, even if we're uncomfortable, and we we really do want this. And uh, and I I just really the people who have already been developing 
those uh, intuitive um, skills over throughout their life. I just, you know, thank you for being that for people. It's, it's such a gift um, to be highly sensitive, to be uh, empathic, intuitive, all that. It's such a gift to be, uh, to be that for other people. And so um, like when I'm around someone that uh, is that, it's, it's like, uh, um, it's like really sacred for me. And I just like, thank you for all of you listening that are that have developed that. And, um, I just, I see you and I, I, I thank you. And, uh, just have like so much respect for who you are. And yeah. That's what I'd like to say. Great. Well, thanks so much, Casey, for being here today. I really appreciate this conversation. Yeah, me too. Thanks so much, Anna. Thanks again for listening to The Soul of Sensitivity. Show notes and links from today's episode can be found at www.sensitivityuncensored.com. If you would like to read more about high sensitivity or intuition, sign up for my mailing list, book an intuitive reading with me, or learn more about my membership group, The Refuge for Sacred Rebellion, please visit my website. Again, it's www.sensitivityuncensored.com.